Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour. A forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. And welcome to this edition of our Real Estate Show here on 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy in studio. And as usual, like we always like to do, how was the week in real estate as it related to both you guys? Well, I'll tell you what, Denny, I think you're going to find, or everyone's going to find out, that uh, the September numbers were not the best in the real estate uh, industry. Kind of slowing. It really was. And, um, you know, we've talked about fall kind of, you know, typically ramps up again, but it just hasn't hit yet. Hmm. Um, So September, uh, you know, was a a tough thing. And I'll tell you, you know, Andy, we kind of get into you know, seller expectations, you know, when we have listings and you're not getting showings and things aren't happening, you know, we got to kind of curb those expectations. Yeah. You know, I think that uh, entering into a market that, you know, we, we all hear of our buddies and and this is, we're all guilty of this, where we remember back to February, March, April, June, July, even of this year where, Oh, I just listed my house. We're all sitting around the water cooler and uh, it sold in hours and I got more than asking price and it was just an amazing experience. And then now we finally have our house painted. We finally have the, you know, the carpet replaced. We finally got a chance to fix that deck board. And now we're ready to list and we're listing at the time of year when it's generally slower. Um, we've had interesting markets. I think that there's been a, um, maybe it's a change in the market. I don't think it's a, a, a time to panic at all, but I, I think that there's been a little curve on the old uh, interest and demand because there's people that just have been frustrated and they're kind of sitting on the sidelines now saying, you know what, let's just wait till some better inventory comes along. And, and just the numbers are dragging a little bit slower than they did last year at this time. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it has, and I'm not so sure. I totally agree with that. There's not good inventory out there. I think there's uh, Mm -hmm. maybe just certain um, price ranges that, I mean, haven't been hitting. I mean, in general, well, you know, most so when I, I guess let me let me back up and, and okay. when I say um, something that's you know um, good inventory, what I mean is that a house that's in the right condition for you, that's also a fair price, and and that's the key, the fair price part. Because I think some people have had the completely the wrong strategy right now, where they're saying, "Hey, I'm just going to throw it ten grand higher because they're going to offer less." Well, the problem with that is, is that how many people are attracted to an overpriced listing versus the people when you price a, a, a listing attractively, 
you get 10 times more of the traffic by pricing it right. So right. now more than ever, if you do decide to list, you know, if, if the magic number is 500,000 and that's what your realtor says, and you said, you know, let's list at 525 just to see if we can get it. Don't do it. List at four eighty nine nine and get five or six people and they're fighting over it, and then you'll probably end up getting over five hundred. So yeah, and I think it's also important to to see, you know, because I think when people say, "Hey, gosh, we're not getting any showings, nothing happening," I think the first thing you have to do, um, you know, or want from a, what you'd want from your agent, I would think, is that to find out if other people that you're competing against are getting showings or not getting showings, because I think immediately people automatically think that wow you know there's something wrong and we got to take new pictures or we got to do this or we have to you know redo our lawn or, or something but sometimes there's just no showings whatsoever right i just did kind of a little analysis on a couple of listings i have in the same area mm-hmm. and uh in that area nobody got a showing in the last 30 days which and is how, crazy t- explain to the listeners how how you know that because i talk to the other agents i network with go. other agents you know and uh and, you know, it's the one thing is, is that there's nothing wrong with getting along with other realtors. You know, right. we all know that, hey, I represent my client, you represent your client. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you what, if the agents can kind of work together mm-hmm. from, a, you know, don't have to scream and yell at each other and, and, and do that stuff. Because there's there is a lot of that. And oh, I sure. don't like that at all. Well, it's no. kind of like, oh, it's me against you. And it's really not. It's my client against your client. I mean, mm-hmm. we're trying to get the best deal, but or the fairest deal, mm-hmm. you know, but yet. It just sometimes it gets clouded, and I think it's much better to be able to have other realtors um, being able to network with them and talk well, with and, them. And so, what what I always uh, there's a little bit of a gray line there too, where you have the listing, and let's say you hired or you interviewed three individual agents to list that house, and all the agents came out, gave you presentations, they're from different brokerages, and you were the one that was the one that gets hired. And now you know the market has changed a little bit; it's a little slower. So what you're talking about is you're not going to the other agents that necessarily were fighting for the business because obviously they they want to see you fail so that they can get a shot at the business. But it's the other agents that are in the area, the top producers, the bigger, the movers and the shakers. Sometimes we've even called the brokers at the broker level and just said, hey, how showing's been this week in, in this city? And they'll say, you know what? It's been a little slower. We have The phones have not been ringing or the showings have not been coming in requested like they did previously. And it's, you know, here's the thing, guys. It's normal. It's just that you just have to be a little smarter. You you can't go to the market with this, oh, well, if it sells, it sells. If it don't, it don't, and have that approach because that just is not a great strategy. And it's and plus, if you're going to do that, you can stick a for sale sign in your yard yourself and struggle through that process. If you want to just put it out there to see what happens, happens, you know, don't go through the efforts of listing a house, having a real estate agent invest their time, money, energy, and efforts into marketing that house for you to never agree or come to an agreeable amount that would, you know, obviously get you excited enough to sell. Well, the other part is, is that that ends up hurting you. Right. You know, because what happens is that houses get reputations. And nowadays, I mean, you can find out everything. I mean, a buyer can look online. I mean, just go through Zillow alone and you Mm -hmm. can find out how long it's been on the market, what was listed, when it was listed for, all of that. And so you've got to really consider all of that when when you're listing a house. And I, I guess I've never understood why someone would... You know, hey, if we sell it, we sell it. If we don't, we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, because that doesn't, I mean, you're well, not putting it all forward and you're not going to get the most if that's the case. And we, we talked about this last week and we actually had a couple of texts to the show that were making fun of me for saying this. But I said, listings are not like a, a wine, right? So they don't get finer with time. Listings actually turn into vinegar over time. And so the, if you let it sit there too long and it doesn't actually age well. Listings, when you're going on the market, you should have the strategy um, in and out of this market in three weeks or four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks and give it your best. 
don't sit there and and let months or weeks go by of you just sitting there crossing your fingers. You and your real estate agent need to be communicating on a daily, if not weekly basis or per showing. They're getting you the feedback. You got to listen to the feedback because when you say you want to go on the market, the people showing that house, even though you don't like what they're telling you, that is the market. And you've offered it to those people. Those people are telling you what they're willing to pay. They're also the ones that will write the offers. So if you don't listen to them, you're kind of defying the, the purpose of being listed. You know, I, I don't know. Yeah, and I think sometimes, thoughts? too, well, that, that whole feedback thing from other agents, I think if you haven't given that to your sellers already, <laughs> you're kind of, you, you've kind of started out in a bad sense. I think a lot of times you'll get agents that use other agents to be able to get the price down because they weren't able to tell the seller that. And so I, I think it's real important that, you know, when you first go in, and I always say we got to position your house in the market. And how do we position your house in the market and position it the best way that we possibly can? Because do you, you don't get a second chance at a first impression. People look at that, they hear that, and they don't necessarily, I mean, maybe they do, but for those of us that don't, what do you mean by positioning? Making sure that our our house, with what else is on the market, what else is sold, mm-hmm. where we sit and everything, is that we've got the best opportunity to succeed. Now, So it's like doing a scouting report for a sports team. You go out there and you know who you're going to play against, and you actually are watching the team, you're learning what they're doing, and so you can outsmart them. Another great analogy. Very good. Yeah, and I think you know when you like when you just said that, I'm so into making you know telling them everything. Yeah. I always tell them we got a great equalizer here. Being on the radio, people can call it and say, "Oh my gosh, they didn't tell us this." Well, we we got to mm-hmm. tell you that. Um, but to me, it's like you got to let them know everything. But sometimes people don't learn until they fail, and that's the that's the hard part. You don't know they you know you talk about a price and say, "Hey, let's go," um, you know, four fifty. Not four sixty nine nine, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, what's the difference, really?" There's not really a difference. Well, there's a there's probably a monster difference in what's on the market, and sometimes when you list at four fifty versus four sixty nine, you get more than what you would have at four sixty nine. Right. Well, you know, and that's why I don't mind being you know second or third real estate agent sometimes to come in because by the time most people that are intelligent learn from their failures, they they actually use it as an example of okay, we know what doesn't work, and then then they have us come in as a second or the third agent, and it's kind of it's it. Now you know that they've already conditioned themselves for pricing and they've looked at what the market's doing and they know actually what they need to do now because it's been told to them. And so now you're coming in and you do all your fancy marketing and the price is better, the condition's better, and boom, you get a sale. And I, yeah, I I totally agree. And I think we should talk a little more about that. I know we're coming up on a break, but we'll Mm -hmm. talk more about, you know, what happens when you have to, you know, try to make a first impression for a second time. Mm. All right, very good. We'll uh, do that. We'll take a quick break, uh, as we usually do here on the Real Estate Show. We're around every Saturday in the 10 o'clock hour. Hope you can uh, tune in when you can here on 830-WCCO. We'll be back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And welcome back to this portion of the Real Estate Show here on 830-WCCO. Chris and Andy uh, in studio, we were talking about how the market is a, is is a bit slow. Uh, you find that really unusual uh, as you look over the past few years. I know you collect a lot of data, but mm-hmm. uh, is it that unusual given this time of year? You know, uh, fall has always been a really good time for myself, yeah. and and it typically just because sometimes I do a little higher of the listings, mm-hmm. you know, and people are just are busy, and then they finally kind of get a free time, and then they start purchasing. So I just think. I think it's just delayed just a little. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't think it's horrible because all the signs and indicators there are. I mean, everything's good. 
Well, you know, Denny, I do, uh, at least right now, a big part of my business is new construction. And we've had, over the last four months, I would say, fairly slow. I mean, it's been in the model homes. They're still building. There's inventory being built. There's land being developed. But it was it was probably a little bit slower than what most builders would have wanted to see. And then now the fall parade, we just we just completed last weekend. Um, we're actually seeing really good traffic. And generally, Denny, the rule of thumb is is that when you have traffic coming through those models, about 5% of those people coming through are actually qualified and ready to buy houses. So if you only have a couple people through the whole show, there's there's probably not going to be a lot of sales. If you have hundreds of people through, and, and so what we end up seeing is that a lot of those people now are coming in and they're asking, you know, hey, can we build this house? Can you sell our house? Or, you know, and the... So there, I'm seeing a lot of the right signals to, to you know, have me anticipate a really solid winter and a really exciting spring. Good. That's yeah, positive. I think I just all the indications are there for it. So it just was just a, a little lull. You know, um, when we went to break, we were talking about, you know, you said, hey, it's sometimes nice to be that second or third agent that comes in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there, you know, even being that second and third uh, agent from what, what you're saying is that it's usually easier to kind of get the seller in which to convince them that the things that they should have done at the beginning, they should do now. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think it's also super important that you got to understand and and really look at what you did, you know, the first time around. Because, I mean, there's obviously a lot of different things. One typically is price, you know, mm-hmm. that maybe that it was priced too high. Um, repairs or lack right. of repairs or right. upgrades that they didn't do. And then uh, maybe how you positioned it. When I, you know, when I say positioning, mm-hmm. it's just a, a different word. It's to me, it's more than just staging, you know. But staging's part of it. Um, I've seen. I, I went into a house, uh, kind of this example, and uh, you look at the photos and just even chrono- how they're lined up. They don't like lead you through the house, and you're very confused. Mm-hmm. And you know, as a realtor who sees hundreds and hundreds of houses, you know, like myself, if I'm confused. What do you think someone else is going to be? You know, oh, yeah. super confused. And sometimes you'll see, you know, all these different pictures and some will have green paint and some will have uh, purple paint and then it'll be gold and, and it might look okay, mm-hmm. you know, um, in the, you know, when you actually see it. Mm-hmm. But when you see it in just in photos and little and capture it like that, it can really screw up people. It, and that could be the big problem. I'm telling you, your visual image, when they're, when you're, they say 97% of the people start online. I think it's higher than that even now. They they go online, and what's interesting is that people shop on elimination now. I don't I don't see people shopping on. <clears> they go through point. and they say, oh, yuck, all the painting, no thanks. Next. And it's it literally like the dating apps. They they swipe it. It goes to the side. They're on to the next one. I've said that, too. When we go out and look at houses, I go, hey, have you, you know, hey, did you ever go see this one? Oh, yeah, no, I've seen that one. I said, well, they saw it online. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different feel than if you go inside of it. So like a dating profile for you, they have to fudge it a little bit and put the uh, high school picture in there? And... I get lots of inquiries. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Denny, right? You sure yeah. were handsome, yeah. Chris, when you yeah. were 18. <laughs> oh. Anyways, should we get back to real estate? Holding the football yeah. in the jersey with the half jersey showing your belly and... Um, no, they, so, you know, the visual there uh, of, of understanding. <laughs> we don't that, want the visual of that one. No, but, no. We'll, oh, okay. let's, let's of the house. Clean that one out of our mind okay, for a okay. second. Go back to housing. But it's the same concept, guys. I mean, when you're sitting there listening and you go onto the market and you're actually looking to list that property, you have to think almost like you're on a dating app because, like you said earlier, you have to size up the competition. You have to do the scouting report. Who are you competing against, right? Number one. 
You have to position yourself properly on price and condition. So if everybody else in the neighborhood is completely renovated, you might want to spend a little money on those updates to catch up and then price yourself appropriately. But I had a question for you because I've come across this a lot um, with listeners that are a little older and maybe they're actually going to a retirement style apartment. There's deferred maintenance on their houses. Right. What do you feel about deferred maintenance? Because I've got a couple opinions on it, but I mean... Listing well, a house with like rotten windows or listing a house with a bad furnace. What what are your thoughts just, on that? Chris? Just expect taking twice as much less, if Correct. that makes sense. You know, I mean, you're going to take a lot less than rather than replacing it. So there is there is times though that people think. Um, I remember this house I went to. They, we still haven't listed it yet. They're waiting. It, uh, that's I've seen that too lately. Mm-hmm. People talking now. Because, hey, in two or three years, we want to be able to do it, but they want to know what they should do. Right. Well, one of these houses was they think, well, we better we have to do the windows. Mm-hmm. We have to replace all the windows because they're bad. And so I went over there and I said, well, these windows are not bad, mm-hmm. you know, uh, considering that you'll get by them, but you should do, you know, these wood floors mm-hmm. and, you know, reface these cabinets. And by the time we got done, you know, 30000 versus 80000 and the windows were fine. Mm-hmm. You know, there was two seals that were bad, so we had to replace those. But the actual um, integrity of the window wasn't bad. And so I think sometimes people go a little overboard. But when you when you go into one of those older houses, mm-hmm. I mean, what do you, what do you, the psychology of a buyer is what? I mean, what are my big expenses? Right. You know, and my big expenses are windows, mechanicals, roofs, siding. I mean, those are kind of the big things. And if people yeah. have deferred on those things... Well, and on your scouting report, guys, you better take a look at the financing that's been being accepted in that area, too, because a lot of communities you're going to have. I mean, I'm in some of the communities in the northern suburbs where they're the hard work and blue collar neighborhoods where it's over 70 percent of the buyers are using the products that have the least amount of money down. They don't qualify to have a house where they can put windows in it or they won't qualify to get that improvement done. And so you've just aced yourself out of 70 percent of the buyers that are going to hit that marketplace. Guess who's left over? The investors and the wholesalers. And you know what they're going to do? They're going to offer you exactly what they want to offer you. And then, or, or, you know, like I always say this too, and I, and I, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. And so, you know, and I, and I'm not picking on anybody specifically, but you get into like guaranteed sales. Well, I'm going to call this gal because she says that she's going to sell this house guaranteed for a certain price of money or a certain amount of money and a, uh, and in a certain amount of time. If you don't think that's a wholesale offer, I mean, in disguise, you're kidding yourself. And that's where I get a little bit upset because I asked the first thing I asked those agents to me is how many times have you actually taken or how many of your customers have taken advantage of that program when they say uh, not many I, bait and switch, man. I mean, I hate to say it, but to me, that's a bait and switch program. I think it's inappropriate for our industry to be marketing stuff like that. I just hate it. Well, and, and you know, the thing is, is this interview the agents that have experience with houses that are in the condition that yours is in. Yeah. And I, you know, there's another piece of that. When you do that, when you have like windows, and you have, um, you know, maybe you did redid the mechanicals, and you're almost there, but maybe your house has just got a little datedness, you know. Sure. But it's 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 decent. Those are your opportunities to really expand and and be able to get more money as well. So mm-hmm. let's just say, like your mm-hmm. kitchen. I mean, those older houses, those cabinets are absolutely beautiful, yep. you know. But if you can accent them with a you know a kind of a timeless backsplash. You know, or get some new appliances and that, and spend yeah. your money on that. Pull the avocado I mean, you can green out whack. of there, and yeah, and that that's where you that's where you really make your money. You know, deferred maintenance. But hold on, you I want to talk about this because I had a customer a few years back where I, I suggested that they do this, and then they put in all white, and then they replaced all the hardware with shiny gold hardware. Yeah. So be specific. I think yeah. that you need to take the <laughs> advice of a, a stager because you're trying to merchandise that house. 
you think of it you have a retail display right and you want to grab people's attention with that display you want people to come in and buy your goods you want um that that kind of a reaction from the audience that's what stagers do and that's yeah. what a lot of the real estate professionals will provide you with access to is a stager to help you merchandise that house to maximize the returns He's the king of analogies, isn't he? He is. We're, we're talking Sorry. sports teams and gosh, <laughs> but you retail know, stores. You you've done shows about st- with stagers, and that oh, really yeah. can make a world of difference. Oh, can it? I, I won't list a house unless we have the stager run through it. That's how right. serious I am about it. Right well, I think now. it's important to know what the staging is because a lot of people think staging is a lot of different things, mm-hmm. uh, or it's one thing and it's not a bunch of things. We'll we'll talk about that. Yeah, let's do that when we come back. We'll take a break. In the meantime, we'll be back with more of the Real Estate Show here on 830-WCCO. We'll be back. And welcome back to this portion of the Real Estate Show here on 830-WCCO. If you're just joining us, thanks for doing so. Chris and Andy uh, in studio. Uh, guys, where did we leave off uh, before the break? Well, you kind of mentioned staging. Yes. And, uh, and I think what people do is what they think staging is is that they're bringing in furniture yeah and uh you know getting rid of all your stuff and bringing in all their stuff and that's just not true uh a lot of times the stagers just use what you have just use Mm -hmm. it differently um it's about spatial uh i always i call it the chris rooney rule when i walk through is that i got to be able to walk through and not hit things isn't that true or someone next to me how the heck do you do that i know it's not easy (laughs) well we just clear out the houses (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we got to widen the it's doorways. Really we, uh... <laughs> they say, I, I always tell people, hey, we staged it. They say, there's nothing in here. Well, I hit it. No. Uh, I tease because I care. Yeah, I was just going to say. Um, you, you could call it the Prasky rule, too. Yeah, I, yeah. I put, you know what I do is I put my, uh, my, my fingers and my pinkies out and I walk on the sides of me. So I widen myself by about a foot and a half on each side or a foot. And I walk through, and if I can hit anything as I walk, I would say just slide it to the side or adjust totally. it. Totally, it's it's sometimes it's you know from your kitchen table where you have six chairs, maybe you only have four. Mm-hmm. That's called staging. That's called positioning. That's putting your house in its best light. Because if someone has to squeeze by something, then they immediately think the room is small, and it could be just where the table was set or how it was set. Mm-hmm. You know, lengthwise. Um, Either you've just flipping it around and, and maybe not having chairs at the end makes such a huge difference. Oh, sure. I mean, I think, in, you know, like you were saying here, home staging. So we've we look at home staging as a lot of different things. There's there's actually bringing furniture into a vacant property is a yep. version of home staging. Yep. There's like redesigning the actual items that you have there, repositioning, moving stuff around is probably the most common. Right. And then they also give suggestions usually on the interior design aspect of it as well, saying, hey, if you can, let's change the color of the drapes or let's add some, a new fabric and, you know, or, you know, anyway, and Absolutely. they kind of consult that way. So paint it, colors, yeah, tile, little different little things like that. Mm-hmm. Our stager also does um, all of our features mm-hmm. because I think it's, in, you, you talk about new construction. I mean, every one of your guys' little uh, marketing materials has mm-hmm. every single thing you have in that house because you're trying to show value. Right. Well, it's the same thing in the in the resale market is that you need to be able to let people know. I mean, that's how they compare to new construction too. Mm-hmm. And go through and say, "Wow, I got I got cherry cabinets and, you know, uh knotty alder and I got hickory and I got granite and mm-hmm. I've got blah blah blah." And the more you put that stuff in, it shows value and it gives your house a better feel. It, and that's tough, man. I tell you, these poor folks that are going in from model to model and they're trying to shop new builders and and you know, which builder uh, gives them the most value, what's included, what's not included. And it, it gets really tricky because you'll go through some model homes. And I and I kind of like the approach of everything is included, not to, that's actually somebody's coined phrase, but um, let's just say that everything that you see is considered a standard. Or um, when you walk through a model and you sit down and the builder's going through the list and you're like, well, that's an upgrade, this is an upgrade. So everything in that model that you looked at is an upgrade. 
it's amazing how some of these models that they say from 300,000 is actually a $600,000 house that they're showing, but they say from 300s. Right. And and then there's other builders that'll say, hey, that there's a, uh, a listing that's 700,000, but everything's included. And so it's just different strategies. You know, I, I, I like to take the stress-free, hey, what you see is what you get. And uh, it, it just makes it a lot simpler on the consumer too. And then you start looking at things like what was really interesting is we had a couple appointments yesterday that were talking about energy efficiencies on new houses. And now one of the fun things that people are doing is they're saying, hey, you're a green path builder, but what's your HERS ratings on that house? And so now you're looking at the 700,000 house and they say, well, I got a 72 for my HERS rating and the other guy's at a 51. Over time, that house will save you more money and cost you less to operate and it's it's one of the other things you can shop now is the energy efficiencies. Well, and people are so much smarter now, and you got to oh give them God, that credit. Yeah. You know, we talk about houses and 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 the resale market, and we're kind of going back and forth here. But mm-hmm. on the resale market, I mean, it's so important. I said, there's three things that we got to do. Obviously, we got to price it right. We got to make it in good condition, and we got to give them the information to make a decision. Because so many yeah. times you don't have the information. Like, oh, geez. Um, Wonder how big this lot is, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, here, here's the numbers to it. Well, where's the survey? Where's the plat map? Where's it show it on here? You mm-hmm. know, because people need that. They need that visual. Hey, how much are utilities? Mm-hmm. Are they expensive? Or are they not expensive? We talked. Uh, I don't last week or a couple of weeks ago as mm-hmm. we're talking through the uh, parade, but uh, the whole those whole energy efficiencies that people are doing. You know, when those are coming back on the market, I think those are that would be such a huge sale mm-hmm. to be able to show people that, you know what, because it's so energy efficient, the utilities are only this much. Yeah. And what do people worry about? And what do they qualify on? They qualify on a payment. payment. That's right. You know, and if they can think, hey, the, you know, the utilities are less here, I can probably pay more for that house. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and fantastic points there. I mean, and those are things that, you know, it's like miles per gallon on a car. I mean, there are people that will buy a car because the miles per gallon essentially the same vehicle is better. And and I'm telling you, that is a feature you need to shop when you're buying new houses. Look at energy efficiencies. I think that like what Chris, what you were saying is right on spot on the money is that people will shop and they don't even know how much the house really they should be shopping for. They just know that they want to spend 2,500 or whatever their number is. And then you have taxes and you have utilities and all these other fun things that come with it. You can actually afford more house when you buy an energy efficient house. I mean, and I, that's obvious. And then you also look at cost versus you know price right so the cost on an energy efficient house might be a little higher because you're doing higher energy efficiencies in the house energy you know insulations better windows maybe better furnaces but um the cost over time is lower to hold that house so it's 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 definitely something that you got to put into the equation when you're looking at it right and i and i it's so important what you're saying there too i I was showing a house yesterday and they said hey when was this house built and i said 2006 and i said well the furnace their, their immediate thought was, okay, it's 2017. The furnace has probably got five more years. Mm-hmm. So they thought they had to go replace that furnace. And so they were putting that already into their calculation, Yeah, which I think is, is kind of interesting. I, you know, And people don't think they do that, and they I do. I know. They do. Especially when dad's along. My gosh. I, when, when dad's along, he's telling the kids, you're going to replace that roof, and it's $50,000. And right. that furnace is going to be at least ten grand, And it's all of a sudden, you've got somebody along for the ride that is literally going to blow the deal up for you if you don't actually strategize a little bit and say, hey, kids, come on in. This roof was just replaced. It's a 40-year shingle system, and here's the here's a copy of the brochure. Here's the receipts, and here's the contractor that installed it if you have any questions. Absolutely. Now, think about it. Now that 8-year-old roof, they're not thinking it's going to only last 12 more years. Now they're like, oh, look at this. It's it's it, You're being smart. You're packaging. You're just like retail. They're presenting the features, like you said earlier, and they're making sure that the buyer understands what they're getting 
and it's educate. Psych- it's psychology, man. You know, you, yeah. you got to know what your person's looking for, and then you got to give them the information to support that without saying, hey, dummy, this house is perfect for you. Yeah. You know, it's kind of got to lead them into it, and they think about it, and then they think about the other houses that didn't have the survey there yeah. or that didn't have the features in mm-hmm. there. And they said, all oh, that roof must be going by because they never said nothing about right. it. You know, right. it's crazy stuff like and that. Our, and our preferred home team, guys, um, we, we have a strategy that if you sell anything, you're fired. And that's in real estate now. If you, a real estate agent, if you sell anything, you know, if you become a salesperson, you're fired. You're a consultant that helps people. You provide information to let them make decisions that are right for them. And that's the strategy that we've seen. Consult. And here's what's the coolest part ever. I can take uh, a 23, 24-year-old kid right out of college, and they can become the best real estate agent we have because they take that approach. You know, you can also take somebody that's that has had another career. They get back into real estate. If you take the approach of I'm going to take care of the people, I'm going to provide the information, I'm going to give them all the stuff that they can't find online. You just became valuable, and that real estate agent will never go out of style. Interesting. Yeah, I I better stop you drinking know, the coffee. But there's there's a lot more. One thing I've learned from doing this show, and I hope there are more things than just one, uh, that uh, having a don't good, count on it. Having no. a good real estate agent. For and sure. that's an interesting comparison you said as far as selling and and helping out. Yeah. You know, consulting. I think what a what a what well, a great contrast. But yeah, but I, you know, and when you say that, I think it's <laughs> You know, what are you hiring us for? You know, if yeah. we don't give you that information to be able to make the decision or tell you what it is, we, we're not doing our job. Yeah. You know, and I, I think a lot of people, I mean, it, it happens in every industry, mm-hmm. but that uh, you tell them what they want to hear. Yes. Oh, your house is beautiful. It's great. Hey, it is. And it probably is perfect for you. But how we live and how we sell are two different things. And yeah. what we want to do, if we want to go find one person or we want to try to attract 50, you know, here's what we need to be able to do. So, again, part of you you guys' job is in education. Counseling. And, and counseling. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes Absolutely. people buy it. Sometimes they don't. Right. I presume. Yeah. Yep. All right. Hang on. We'll uh, take a break. We have more show to come. The Real Estate Show here on 830-WCCO. We'll be back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And welcome back to this portion of The Real Estate Show here on 830-WCCO. For just joining us, Chris and Andy in the studio. You know, we do this from time to time, kind of the tail end. Sometimes we run out of time. How do we get in touch with you guys? Uh, oh, yeah, that's good. Um, you know, for Andy, it's, it's. I mean, you think website's probably the best? Prasky? Yeah. Prasky with a Y. P-R-A-S-K-Y dot com. And yeah, don't go uh, to the one with there, an I. It's yeah. a weird site. How about your phone number, too? Uh, 763-433-0850. And, and here's the thing. You guys, if you hear something on the show, you want more information on it, don't hesitate to reach out to us. That's why we do this show. We're all about sharing information, getting the word out there. Um, you know, the other thing is, too, is that, like like we've always said, we're very um, pro-industry. Um, we, we are very okay with talking about other brokerages. We're okay with talking about um, other agencies because there's a lot of great agents out there. There's lots of wonderful brokerages out there. And, and the Twin Cities, I think, is one of the best markets in the, in the state or, or excuse me, in the not only the state but in the country. <laughs> I hope so. Because of its stability with with you know the the good job market that we have here, there's so many positive things happening in the Twin Cities that it's hard for us not to to want to brag about it and you know smile from ear to ear. But when you're doing your own individual sales, sometimes that gets a little spooky, and you need more information. And that's what we want to be here as a source of information. How about you, Chris? Yeah, yeah it's chrisrooney.com, so that's okay. the best one to get me at. And then my crazy number is nine five two 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 six 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 nine nine. Mm. Six six nine nine. So, 
can get a hold of us uh, doing that. And I, you know, I think that's one thing. I, I don't know. I think that's kind of my my gig is, you yeah. know, getting it ready from the beginning mm-hmm. and making sure that it's right. And I think, you know, we were talking earlier in the show in the beginning about curbing those expectations um, for sellers right now. And, uh, you know, with not having, you know, many showings. And the thing is, is that if, again, if nobody's getting showings, that's an that's a market thing. You know, if it's an individual, um, everything else is selling around you. Well, you got to start looking and start kind of really looking at yourself and saying, hey, am I am I positioned right in here? Mm-hmm. And sometimes after you've already, you know, you're in it and you're talking about, you know, it's already the fall now. So if someone's maybe, hey, we got to repaint and we got to do this and that. Well, you got to take it off the market. And now you're back in the market, you know, in, in the fall or maybe not even till next spring. And then at that point, is it kind of like, hey, is it better just to reduce my price to be able to get rid of it yet this fall? You know? Right. And I think you, you have to ask that, too, because I think a lot of people, Andy, they um, pride gets in the way a little, mm-hmm. you know, in saying that, you know what, no way, no way I paid this for it. I'm not going to ever accept that. But, you know, sometimes it's it's OK to kind of cut that cord, mm-hmm. you know, bleed a little, but don't bleed out. You know, because sometimes that that can happen. I mean, obviously, we all hope the market's going to get better, right? Um, and I think it is, and I don't think we've 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 dumped it all. But I think it's really important for people, um, you know, just to kind of realize what they have. Well, you know, that's a fantastic point, and I think that there's a little bit of the the um, what what you're saying is this when you when you look at selling a house, and and I've I we've all heard people talk this way, and we've we've seen the examples of it where. I paid three seventy five. I'm not selling it for a nickel less. It's just like buying a stock, you guys. I mean, you bought Apple stock at nine hundred. Now it's at twelve hundred, and you're making money. Or are you going to sell it at six hundred? When and that's a current market. The market that you're in, you you basically are hiring an agent to show you what's out there, right? It, it's just like going fishing. Are you going to go in the middle of the afternoon when the sun's out, or are you going to go at dusk when the fish are hitting? And there's certain times of the year that the fish are biting better. So if you choose to list in the middle of the day or in the fall when the fish aren't biting, you better be really competitive and have a fancy lure to catch those fish. So, you know, the thing that I look at is that when you <laughs> as Chris laughs and falls off his chair. Um, do you know what analogies. fishing is? Yeah. Well, but, you know, but I think that it relates no, it's to true. people. It's very true. And, and you know that it, I think that when it comes down to actually, uh, again, if you're going to put all the effort into listing your house, do it right. Spend the time to research. Like you said, you know, scout out the other team, see what's out there for competition, price the house appropriately for today's market, no matter what you paid for it, and then you make a decision. Okay, so if I do all these things, I list at this price, it sells for that price, I can buy for this price, and I lock in my interest rate, what's that worth, right? And the the, the big equation, I think, a lot of times is if you wait 10 years, the lifestyle that you lose by not making the move to the lake or the lifestyle that you use by not moving downtown or whatever you were trying to achieve with the move – Get that extra bedroom, maybe downsize, whatever it is. What does that cost you in your in your lifestyle? You hit it right on the nose. I mean, and I think that's one thing. I mean, even myself has has kind of come to realize that, you know, I always looked at everything I put into my house that I better make twice as much on it, or else I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just living and enjoying it. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the same thing. I mean, if there is a lifestyle and you want to get out and you want to go or you want to move somewhere, you know, is it worth that? Twenty thousand or thirty thousand dollars. I mean, some people aren't able to do that, and you right. want to maximize everything, but put it all into perspective. 
Well, absolutely. And you're the youngest you've ever been right now, you know, so it's like the, or, or, yeah. an old analogy there, but the, the youngest you'll ever be correct, is right now is right yeah. now. And yeah. so the thing is, is that if you're waiting to say, well, I better wait a few more years to get 10,000 more for my house. You don't know the market could go down a hundred thousand dollars. You know? So what I always say is that if you're healthy right now, you're looking at selling your house, look at today's market, just do the math on it. And then, you know what, let's say you lose $20,000, but you gain a hundred thousand dollars of happiness over the next five or 10 years. And you're in the place you want to be. I'm telling you, man, it, it's I, I've learned that back when houses went down in value. I was watching families that were struggling. They were miserable and they just couldn't carry those bigger payments. And they were like, I, we just this pressure is unbelievable. Getting them out of that situation into a new situation. And now some of those people are coming back today and they're happy. And they're like, that was the best thing we ever right. did was cut bait and go, mm-hmm. you know, and get out of there. Totally agree. So I totally agree. I think that stuff is uh fantastic and i think that goes in with our whole counseling and telling people mm-hmm. you know and realizing that because we've been through so many different scenarios with different people yeah i mean we've we've together we've we're been through the everything anymore, are no we? we're not we're not i used to be the young 23 year old you know and then you were never 23 i was i was 28 years ago to be exact <laughs> but uh, anyways uh denny always good to yeah be back with you no, it's a good show. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot of great information. I thought every time I go on a CCO tour, I think about you guys because I was in, the, the among other places, the D.C. area looking at the magazine with all the real estate in there. Yes, and you know what I'm going to say. I found mm-hmm. one that I thought, I want to put, let's, let's have you guys go to work and try to get, uh, the, it was uh, about 16,000 square feet. And I think it was, <laughs> uh, I think it was 17 million. Oh, my gosh. Not bad. I thought, oh. who? Seems reasonable. Yeah, so maybe some <laughs> on a radio personality maybe, salary, maybe some shake was or something from Washington D.C. or Champlin, where Andy is. <laughs> no, it's not Champlin. Okay. That'd be two sixty-five right. in Champlin. <laughs> All right, we've got to go. We'll see you back here next week, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, the real estate show around every Saturday in the ten o'clock hour. Hope you join us again here on eight three zero WCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.